0: Um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Um Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. vasudevaya. Um vasudevaya. Srimad Bhagavad Gita as it is translation and commentary by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 18, text 65. Very well-known verse. Always think of me. Become my devotee. Worship me and offer your homage unto me. Thus you will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. Purport, the most confidential part of knowledge is that one should become a pure devotee of Krishna and always think of him and act for him. One should not become an official meditator. Life should be so molded that one will always have the chance to think of Krishna. One should always act in such a way that all his daily activities are in connection with Krishna. He should arrange his life in such a way that throughout the 24 hours he cannot but think of Krishna. And the Lord's promise is that anyone who is in such pure Krishna consciousness will certainly return to the abode of Krishna where he will be engaged in the association of Krishna face to face. This most confidential part of knowledge is spoken to Arjuna because he is the dear friend of Krishna. Everyone who, everyone who follows the path of Arjuna can become a dear friend to Krishna and obtain the same perfection as Arjuna. These words stress that one should concentrate his mind upon Krishna, the very form with two hands carrying, carrying a flute, the bluish boy with a beautiful face and peacock feathers in his hair. There are descriptions of Krishna found in the Brahma-Sanghita and other literatures. One should fix his mind on this original form of Godhead, Krishna. One should not even divert his attention to other forms of the Lord. The Lord has multi-forms as Vishnu, Narayana, Rama, Varaha, etc. But a devotee should concentrate his mind on the form that was present before Arjuna, concentration of the mind on the form of Krishna constitutes the most confidential part of knowledge and this is disclosed to Arjuna because Arjuna is the most dear friend of Krishna's. This instruction to always think of Krishna and become his devotee is the best instruction for everyone in all places and all circumstances. However, not many people know of it or accept it. Anyone who has accepted it is a great person indeed. Generally, only after many, many births of cultivating spiritual knowledge does a person come to the platform of accepting that Vasudeva, Krishna, is all in all and surrender to him. Such a great soul is very rare. Now in this most miserable Kali Yuga where in which it is not expected that I might it, would not normally be expected that anyone would take to serious spiritual life by the grace of Sri Krishna, Tetanya Mahaprabhu, as received through the Parampara and especially through Srila Prabhupada. Many, many people all over the world, despite their disparate and, uh, in most cases, sinful backgrounds, are taking to Krishna consciousness. So we take to Krishna consciousness with the uh, idea that we want to be pure devotees of Krishna. It is hoped that people take to Krishna consciousness with that motive. It may be that people take to Krishna consciousness with other motives also, mixed motives. But really the benefit of taking to Krishna consciousness is if one is very serious about being a pure devotee of Krishna. But even though we uh, realize or or we uh, accept that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we are his eternal servants, we've come that far, it's it's a huge step, it's way, way, way above that of uh, karmis, ganis, and yogis, what to speak of the vikarmis, who are the majority population of the modern age. Vikarmi means a sinful person. Ah, uh, So, uh, despite having come to this position of accepting that the goal of our life is Krishna, Uh, this instruction of Krishna that we've just read now to always think of Krishna seems to be elusive. How can we actually think of Krishna all the time? It doesn't seem to be very possible to us. But it is possible. It simply requires some practice. And that practice is the process of sadhana bhakti. The acharyas, and especially in our Sampradaya, Sri Krishna, chaitanya Mahaprabhu, knowing our inability, or seeming inability, to immediately just think of Krishna all the time, they have given us the process of sadhana bhakti, by which one can gradually become purified and one's natural attraction for Krishna can be revived. Then one can always think of Krishna, become his devotee, worship him, bow down to him, and go back to Godhead very easily. Ah, uh, So, uh, sadhana bhakti, there are some basic points of practicing sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti simply means that uh, we want to develop full bhakti to the extent of always thinking of Krishna. Therefore we adopt certain regulative practices to help us always think of Krishna. So there are a few Basic points, a few certain points, that if we simply adopt them in our lives, that will help us to think of Krishna. Probably in the beginning we want to think of Krishna all the time, but by the practice of, of performing devotional service, uh, it should be that we advance in Thinking about Krishna. Of course, Krishna and his name are not different. Krishna and his pastimes are not different. Krishna and his teachings are not different. They're all absolute. Krishna Nam, Krishna gun, Krishna Leela Brinda. They're all uh, all of the same quality. They're all non-different from Krishna. The Krishna's movement is also non-different from Krishna. Prabhupada also mentioned that. So if we're thinking how to spread the Krishna consciousness movement, how to preach Krishna consciousness, then that is also in one sense thinking of Krishna. In one purport here in the Bhagavad Gita, Śrīla Prabhupada states that generally people in the beginning, they become attached to... in a good way, in a a positive spiritual manner, they become attached to, or they take pleasure in performing devotional service. And then when they're more mature, they take pleasure in Krishna himself, directly. As we see in Caitanya Charitamrita, especially, how devotees, they relish um, beholding the form of the Lord smelling the form of the Lord uh, tasting him in the form of his prasada which is also uh, not different from him Uh, by uh, hearing songs about Krishna or hearing the sound of his flute directly vibrated by him devotees uh, they relish the beauty and sweetness of Krishna directly. So that should, or that is the goal of uh, all devotees who are uh, seriously practicing Krishna consciousness, to be fully absorbed in thought of Krishna. Um, So the question should be, well, how do we get from here to there? We're following the path of sadhana, bhakti. But it may appear to be somewhat slow. And often devotees come and say, well, you see, I still have this, this problem. It's quite common. People say, well, I'm becoming too angry, or I'm still attracted by lower desires, and so on. But if one sincerely tries to serve Krishna then, in due course of time, Krishna will reveal himself to that devotee. However, there are some certain basic points which, if we understand and apply them in our lives to the best extent that we can, will uh, help us tremendously to advance in Krishna consciousness. To advance in Krishna Consciousness means to be more and more conscious of Krishna and less and less attracted to the material world. In some ways, we, as we advance in Krishna Consciousness, we, be, we could become more conscious of the material world. In fact, Krishna um, Consciousness, it's not that we simply uh, withdraw our consciousness from the material world and only think of the spiritual world but one becomes more aware more alert so even materially a devotee may be more more conscious but, but in a different way and in other words a devotee because his intelligence is awakened he uh, even his material consciousness is, is uh, superior to that of many non-devotees He's, uh, but he sees it in a different way. he sees matter in a different way to that which a materialist sees it. A materialist sees matter as something to be exploited and enjoyed, whereas a devotee sees matter as, well, he doesn't, doesn't really see it as matter, he sees everything as paraphernalia for engaging in Krishna's service. So, how can one's realization of Krishna Increase. There are some very basic points which are worth um, going through from time to time, just to remind us of the importance of these points. We'll find here in Shriman, in the in the yeah, in Bhagavad Gita, there is uh, apparent repetition of various points, and Prabhupada notes that that Krishna seems to repeat himself, but. Prabhupada says that repetition is necessary for complete understanding. So we'll find in the Srimad Bhagavatam also, it may appear to be repetitive. Srila Prabhupada also, he often gave these same instructions again and again and again. If we see Srila Prabhupada's letters, he'll so many times he wrote chant 16 rounds minimum, follow the regulated principles follow the basic uh, temple program and uh, all the devotees will advance in this way. So, uh, some things we may have heard many times, but still there's no harm to hear them again because it is our tendency, especially in Kali Yuga, to forget uh, even good things that we're told, we forget, even things that are beneficial for us. And it's good also to uh, repeat and hear because our tendency is to take everything very lightly and to think that somehow we don't have to follow the process of bhakti-yoga. and Anyway, we'll get the result. But it doesn't work like that. So there are some very basic points which, if followed, will help us to advance in Krishna consciousness. Often devotees come to me and ask me for some special instruction. But I tell them, you already got plenty of special instruction. Just the instruction to chant Hare Krishna, that's the most special instruction you could ever get. <laughs> but we have to work on it. You have to work on chanting carefully. So there's what basic things we have to do. We have to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> it's pretty basic. You know, I think it's very basic. What's the most basic thing in the Hare Krishna movement? To chant Hare Krishna. But that also we have to see. That how we're really chanting, and trying to hear, and imbibing the mood of chanting, which means that we're in a mood of service. So we all have to improve our chanting. We can chant more than 16 rounds. It's not limited to 16 rounds. We can chant more also. We have extra time? We can chant more. Of course, there comes another question of, a, well, I'm chanting more than 16 rounds, but I don't have time to read. Or something like this. So balance is also required that all activities are required. Hearing, chanting, serving, associating with devotees, deity worship. There are so many activities to perform in devotional service. So, uh, we should do that in a balanced way. There should be sufficient hearing, reading, chanting, everything is required. Yukta, yukta, karamasu, Yukta yoga bhavati Lord Krishna says here in this Bhagavad Gita that one who is regulated in his activities of sleeping, eating, uh, recreation, work, all these different things, then uh, such a person can execute the uh, One can actually be a yogi. So we're talking about being bhakti yogis. So all the things we require to do, hearing, chanting. Uh, very important is sadhu sangha. It's always emphasized. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in uh, describing the five items which are most important for advancing in devotional service. The first, he said, was uh, satsangha, Sangha. It means the same thing. So it's from, of course, we can sit at home. Not for those who live in the ashram. <laughs> they don't have a home as such. So, uh, Or their home is the ashram. So the the whole point of living in the ashram is so that to facilitate devotional service, so that we get uh, sadhu sangha. Those who are living in the cruel, nasty, materialistic civilization of the modern world, uh, for them in particular it is necessary that they seek out satsanga because they are surrounded on all sides by people who, uh, in their ordinary dealings, may seem quite nice, but who are nevertheless called asatsanga if they are not devotees of Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he was asked about the proper behaviour for devotees, he replied Asat Sangatyag e Vaishnavacha Stri Sangi ek Asadhu Krishna Bhakta. A. He said that the sign of a serious devotee or, or a Vaishnava just the word Vaishnava is used is that he gives up the association of asat, people who are not properly situated. So, uh, satsanga, the opposite is asatsanga. So, who is that asatsanga? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, one who is attached to women, one who associates with women, And the other is a non-devotee of Krishna. So you may say, well, almost everyone in the world associates with women. What about the women themselves? Can't they be devotees? Yes, of course they can be devotees. But by the term stri sangi is meant someone who is intent on enjoying this material world. And in this material world, the Highest happiness, or the, the, the anchor that keeps us from advancing, is uh, attachment to sensual enjoyment, of which uh, sexual enjoyment is the epitome. So someone who is simply interested in having to enjoy this material world, we should not associate with such people. And we should not associate with non devotees. People who uh, have made it their, their their goal of life not to be Krishna conscious. <laughs> yeah. That may sound extreme, that why would some there may be people who are just indifferent to Krishna consciousness, but Prahlad Maharaj in Bhagavatam describes that there are people who are Solidly determined not to be Krishna conscious under any circumstances. Matteya na Krishna, paratasvatro bami to bhivhadite grihavata Adanta gophee vishatang tamisram punav punas charvita charvana nam. Maharaj describes people who have practically made a vow that I shall never be Krishna conscious under any circumstances. Whatever may happen, I may go to hell a million times, but I'm not going to churn high Krishna. (laughs) Neither anyone can convince me, nor if I consider it philosophically, am I going to take up Krishna consciousness. There was a book someone showed me, this many years ago, of uh, something like Teach Yourself Philosophy, something like that, as if it was such a, such an easy subject, but actually the, the book, it was like a humorous book, it's a humorous come serious. The, the purpose of the book was to be able to pretend that you know philosophy among people, and then pass yourself as a very intellectual person. So it gave you like two or three lines on every philosopher so you could quote. Well, Kant said this, and then you know, like, yeah. Adam Smith said that and, but in the preface to the book it said, when, by philosophy I don't mean the kind of thing that those, people, those Hare Krishnas speak when they grab you something like that that's real philosophy and the other kind of philosophy is just some, some kind of blurb that people say to impress others they're not serious about knowing the truth So, uh, there may be people who even discuss philosophy, but they're not interested in Krishna. They're quite serious to avoid Krishna. Even there are philosophy books which are presented in a kind of humorous way. You know, Does the Center Hold is a book by a professor of philosophy somewhere in California. So he's done an overview of Western philosophy with cartoons to show the points and kind of make, trying to make a boring subject interesting. But there's no Krishna. What is the actual purpose of life? The most important question is absolutely missing. (laughs) So... Atato Brahma Jignasa, that important point is missing. So anyway, there are people who are, they may be nice, polite, friendly, or they may be grumpy, or distant, the kind of person who you live next door to, but they make the point of deliberately avoiding seeing you when they walk past you every day. You don't get that so much in India, but in the West uh, there are people who they'll they'll just avert their eyes from you so they don't see you. So whatever, if they're not Krishna conscious, then their association should be avoided. Of course, if one is living in a community or society of non-devotees, one cannot avoid interacting with them But one should not be very thick and close with them. Uh, And one should seek the association of devotees. So therefore, the centers of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness are set up. Srila Prabhupada wrote in one purport that the center of this, these centers are made so that people can avail of the association of pure devotees, which means that those who are in the temples, they should be pure devotees. Pure devotees in the sense that they, their life is clearly focused on the purpose of being a pure devotee, of manmana bhava It's very clearly focused on that, so that when you meet them, they... uh, They don't talk about what the latest political news is. Or even if they do, they do so from the perspective of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. But by associating with them, with such devotees, one should uh, be immediately enlivened in Krishna consciousness. That should be coming to the temple should be an uplifting experience, not simply a a social experience or a religious experience. But the atmosphere created by a group of devotees coming together for the sake of selflessly serving Krishna should be so spiritual. That even people who are not spiritually inclined, they cannot but be affected by it. That is the, uh, atmosphere that should be present in our temples. And those who are not, who want to be devotees but are constrained otherwise by family or social or economic considerations should at least take advantage as much as possible of the temple, just like You're all coming here. Many of you are coming here on Sunday morning. You don't come every morning, but if you could, that would be nice. Maybe some of you could move closer to the temple so that you could come regularly and do service. There are plans for that, I know. Uh, Everything's in the beginning stages here at the present time. Ah... So, uh, the the temple is meant to give uh, people an opportunity to serve Krishna. Not that Krishna cannot be served elsewhere. But there are multiple opportunities for service in the temple. And to afford them the opportunity to have satsanga, the kind of association that, by associating with devotees, one becomes uplifted and enlivened. Whereas if we associate with materialistic people, the tendency will be to drag our consciousness down because sangat sanjayate karmaha. Our desires develop according to the kind of association that we get. So sadhu sangha is essential. Nowadays, uh, with the printing press, of course, that's not... Very new. It's been around in human society for coming on 500 years now. Uh, We can read books. We we can get sadhu sangha in that way. And with the uh, internet, you can have your whole morning program, temple program, in your home. But still, uh, to be actually physically, personally present, it's still different to having the morning program streamed into your, or onto your computer screen. I'm saying this as this lecture is being seen remotely via the internet by some. Anyway, uh, you could say it's the, the best use of a bad bargain. We didn't work out how to do that Star Trek thing of zapping people and, and then, they, then they reappear at some other point in the universe. What's that called? Any Star Trek fans here? No. Don't have any JD followers or something? Yeah, one result of it. Anyway, that's another subject altogether. They're actually people who learn the language and be they call their religion JD. Fortunately for all, most of you, I don't even know much about it myself. I didn't even, never heard of it till I met John, and then I, he used the word JD. I didn't know what it was, and he was surprised. So I looked it up on the internet. Where else? <laughs> and found out this. Yes. Anyway, let's not talk about that. So, Satsanga. Ramanuja Chaya, whose disappearance day is, I believe, the day after tomorrow on the Goria calendar, although it's, somehow it's different on the Ramanuja calendar. But, uh, he said, if you're so useless, I don't think he used those terms, I'm paraphrasing, if you can't do anything, you can't, you know, you can't chant, you can't follow anything, you, you can't even you're so stupid. You can't formulate any philosophy, any such thing. Just go and sit down next to the devotees. That's all. Just be, just be with them. Just somehow be in the association of devotees. Just do that. Be a, become a cat or a dog or something, and just sit with the devotees. Just like we saw in in Hebrew, that we'd sit down and the cow and the, the little calf would come and sit with us. The dog would sit and they like to get the association of actually Bhakti Raghav Maharaj. So sadhu sangha nama kirtan nama kirtan harer nama harer nama harer nama eva kevalam kalo nasceva nasceva yata There are many things to do in Krishna consciousness. Most basic of all of them is Chanting the holy names. Chanting is in two divisions. Uh, What is or kirtan is sometimes divided into kirtan and japa. Japa is one form of kirtan. The kirtan with devotees singing, chanting, is very important. I mean, how how much can we stress it? It's not possible to overstress it. So we should join in the Kirtan. Of course, in South India, the uh, Vaishnava and even the non-Vaishnava traditions here have always emphasized on Archan and Puja, or Buja, I think I say in Tamil, something like that. Gets pronounced a little differently. Anyway, it's the same idea. So the idea is that one should be very in archan one should be very grave and respectful of the idols who represent the all-pervading oneness of which i am also the same which is the general misunderstanding in south india but kirtan especially Gorya style with dancing and singing loudly, making noise. Of course, they do have noise with the uh, even without the loudspeakers in the traditional culture. The the mridangam can, makes a big noise, it's very loud. The South Indian mridangam. But that we should dance and smile and. It looks very strange, because in in a temple you're supposed to be very grave. Nevertheless, those who are accustomed to this uh, extreme gravity within the temple, they should take part in Kirtan. Because this is uh, more than Of course, the archan, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's very good. We should be respectful before God. But uh, kirtan is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy by which we go beyond or even higher than simply respecting God and uh, joyfully celebrating His love for us, bhakti, is full of rasa, juicy, full of love, bhakti rasa. So that is expressed in kirtan rasa. So we should, actually we should participate in kirtan, how much? Kirtaniya sadahari, always. There are many activities to perform in bhakti, but kirtan is essential. So we should do kirtan as much as possible. Now you may think, well, I only come to the temple once a week. So do it at home or wherever you may be. This Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he recommended. uh, What is this? Kirtan karahe shabe, hate tali diya. He recommended that everyone should perform kirtan in the, I can't remember exactly the Bengali, but the first line it says that in the evenings means now day and night doesn't make much difference because of electricity. But in Tamil Nadu, people used to think it's strange we don't have electricity here, but now everywhere they don't have electricity. <laughs> so, what happens when it's dark? Chant Hare Krishna. You can, if you don't have instruments or if you're like, Many of our devotees, you can't play them in time. You just clap your hands and chant with your family members. That's all. You don't have to have a big kirtan group or expert kirtaneers. You can just chant with your family members. That's all. You have a little deepam that you need nowadays. And chant Hare Krishna. That's all. That's very, very simple. But Krishna is pleased, and you will be pleased. And you will... we cannot estimate how much spiritual advancement we make simply by chanting the holy names in kirtan. It's unimaginable. We think we, we think we have to go off and sit on top of one of those hills, which there's no one of those hills where there's no mining or no tower, or there's some peaceful hill and sit on top of a hill and do austerities, but forget no need. Chant Hare Krishna, wherever you may be, you'll make tremendous spiritual advancement. And Japa, that's also essential. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we find always the emphasis is on Kirtan. Not so much on Japa, although he himself performed Japa, and the Acharya's who were directly following him, Sankhya, Purvaka, Nama, Gana, Natibi. They also uh, chanted by counting. And certainly Prabhupada gave us a minimum of 16 rounds japa to do. So, that should be done very carefully. Everything we do in devotional service, attentively. Manmana, think of me, applying the mind. So, chanting mm-hmm. attentively, trying to hear, trying to chant very nicely so that Krishna will be pleased, is a very basic practice. That if we do, what will happen? Hare Krishna Maha Mantra Eto Shabhav Tar Krishna Upajai Bhav Whoever chants, is the very nature of the Hare Krishna Mantra. That whoever chance that in Japa then within their heart loving feelings for Krishna will develop. So we've come to Krishna consciousness for the sake of becoming pure devotees for Krishna. We're sick of this material world. It stinks. Even when it doesn't stink, even the nice smell is like the trap of the, the nice smell which traps the the uh, insect to come and the flower and some flowers have a nice smell they attract an insect and then they eat the insect there are some plants that do that so even if we think this material world is nice we should know that even the niceness in this material world is a trap to entice us to go on suffering repeated birth and death so we want to go to Krishna Krishna Uh, We want to be a pure devotee. We want, as uh, Krishna says, you will come to me if you always think of me. So, chanting Hare Krishna Japa is essential. We are not going to be Krishna conscious unless we (laughs) chant the holy names of the Lord very seriously, every day, without fail. Uh, We have to give attention to this. We in modern life, there's so much. The whole attention is given to working, making money, all these things, and the family takes our attention if we're married. But uh, our, our main attention should be, or the focus of our life should be: How am I going to be Christian? How am I going to be Christian conscious? Everything else will come and go. We already had so many families, millions of families, like in the, the Chitra Ketu story. The boy died, he was brought back to life, and he was told by Narad Muni, Now speak to your father and mother. The father and the boy said, Which father and mother? I already had so many. Which one are you talking about? I'm going to chant Hare Krishna and go to Krishna. He's my real father and mother. So. Not that a devotee is neglectful. I was speaking yesterday about irresponsibility is not devotion. It is a misunderstanding to think that we can just neglect our uh, the the material duties that we happen to have accrued. But it's a greater misunderstanding to think that Krishna consciousness is something we have to just squeeze in somehow or other. But rather, as Prabhupada writes here, a devotee should arrange his life in such a way. uh, One should always act in such a way that all his daily activities are in connection with Krishna. He should arrange his life in such a way that throughout the 24 hours he cannot but think of Krishna. So that has to be clearly our focus. How to be Krishna conscious. Understanding all else is temporary, and meaningless. So, chanting Japa, how important is it? Well, there's no way you can measure it. It's not comparable to anything else in this world. It's not compar- how important is chanting Hare Krishna in comparison to eating, sleeping, mating, or defending? It is not comparable. These activities which are required in this material world, at least eating and sleeping are required, unless one's fully perfect, uh, but they're not intrinsically important, whereas chanting Hare Krishna is. Then, there are so many basic principles. You know. Which you, you have all heard about, I hope, many times. But, uh, it's good to repeat them many times, as I said previously. Uh, hearing, what, what is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, sadhu sangha, nama kirtan, bhagavad shravan, the five important principles. Especially he recommended hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, bhagavad shravan. Hearing, of course, we have Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, we can read them, that Śrīla that's Prabhupāda's speaking recorded in written form. But we also have to hear the message explained. Śrīla Prabhupāda wanted that there be daily in his temples classes, twice a day. We sometimes play uh, recordings of Śrīla Prabhupāda speaking, but Śrīla Prabhupāda wanted his own disciples and discipular followers to speak and others to hear, so that uh, devotees, by speaking, they can uh, what is that S- uh, consolidate and deepen the what they themselves have heard and what they have read. So hearing is essential. So, like I said you 're coming on Sundays at least to hear now, by the power of modern technology, you can get recordings also, which are very helpful I think all we see uh, our devotees all over the world they if they're not if, if they 're doing some service like washing pots or cleaning floors you 'll always see them with two. Mini, what is that called? Mini speakers or earphones. earphones in their ears, and they're hearing lectures, presumably. Yeah, I mean, in almost all cases, lectures or kirtans. So we see that also that non-devotees, they, they, it's, it's like this it's. Part of life in the early 21st century. That a lot of the time people have earphones in their ears. What they're hearing, I don't know. Uh, but what devotees are hearing, they're, they're hearing lectures and kirtans. So you can avail of that and absorb the message of shastra in this way. Then so many basic principles. No time to speak them all, even briefly. Uh, but Mathuravas Vas is the next Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says among the five principles, which means to live in Vrindavan. So, uh, to live in Mathura, to be more precise. Uh, so, uh, it's not possible for everyone to live in Vrindavan if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also said that Krishna consciousness should be preached all over the world, but replicas of Vrindavan can be made everywhere. You can make a replica of Rindavan in your home. Do you know, He said, "Jai Dina de Bhajana Deke Adeke Goloka He said that when I'm, uh, well, he remembered one specific day, or, or that day, uh, when I was uh, Jai Dina Grihe but when he was performing his activities of devotion in his home. He had a vision that his home was transformed into Goloka Vrindava. So that kind of atmosphere we want to reproduce. And actually, in many ways, in a temple community where the devotees are seriously concentrated on serving Krishna without any personal motive, that atmosphere is more conducive to spiritual realization than getting on a train. You know direct trains from Salem to Mathura? You can go non-stop, definitely from Chennai. You can go non-stop. So you can get on a train and within maximum two days you can be in Vrindavan. But the atmosphere in a center where devotees are seriously serving Krishna may be even better than being in Vrindavan if we, in the actual Vrindavan, as you can say, if there we get the association of people who are not so clearly focused on serving Krishna. As many, if not most of the people who are living in Vrindavan are like that. Then we won't, find, most of the people in Vrindavan we won't find they that seriously focused on serving Krishna as those who have heard from Srila from Prabhupada and devotees purely following him. Which goes to show that uh, association with pure devotees is more important than living in Vrindavan because one can be living in Vrindavan and be in hellish consciousness whereas one can be living in hell and be in Vrindavan consciousness. The latter is a much preferable situation. And Shri Shraddhai Shri Murthyra Sevan faithfully worshipping the deity. So there are many uh, basic principles. Um, One thing I often mention is that uh, this idea that you can... You practice Krishna consciousness and at the same time you have material enjoyment. It doesn't work at all. If we think, "I I will go to some restaurant and eat some food... I will watch some things on TV which have nothing to do with Krishna consciousness. And this is called balance. They call this being balanced. But it's out of balance. If one wants to be Krishna conscious, then any admixture of non-Krishna conscious throws the whole thing out. Often people ask me, what is the balance? Keep the balance between material and spiritual life. The the proper balance, my reply, is 100% spiritual, zero material. That is the that is the ideal balance. Because if there's anything material, then we cannot satisfy Krishna fully. Now, of course, living in this material world, there has to be some interaction with it. But the ideal to aim at is that we always think of Krishna and never forget him. So, Hare Krishna, there, of course many things more could be said, but I'll finish there. Unless there are any questions. Probably there may be many. Any questions, please. Did we have a Hindi translation? Yeah, okay. You can follow without translation. Yeah, okay, I'm speaking quite quickly. Can we what? Can we define a devotee? Yes, we can define a devotee. Of course, there are different levels of devotee, but the basic definition is Vishnu asya devata iti vaishnava. One who accepts Vishnu as. Bhagawan as God, he is called a Vaishnava. Pure devotee means one who is fully surrendered to Krishna. So there are levels. In between mentally accepting Vishnu as one's worshipable Lord and being fully absorbed in loving service to Vishnu, there are many gradations. Various levels. All right. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Srimad Bhagavad Gita as Azir.